Hello and welcome to the 17th episode of the Go Get Em Agility podcast. My name is Emma Hughes and with me is my co-host, Margaret Hughes. Hi, Emma. I like that. I think that you like that I said co-host. Rather than mother? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that I'm your mom, though. So what are we what are we talking about today? Uh, memorization. We're talking about memorization for the course, memorization of your crosses, memorization and agility. Uh, I, I guess, should we start with like novice memorization versus excellent memorization? Excellent being um, the AKC um, class, not as in you have great memorization um, and like premiere in different courses. I think that memorization wise, um, and probably skill-wise as well, jumping from the AKC novice class to the AKC open class is the hardest jump that your memorization will have to take, I in agree. my opinion. Well, and not only your memorization, but your skill set as well. Um, novice, yeah. the difference between novice, a novice course to a, an open course is quite a leap from com- c- compared to the open course to the excellent course. Right. Usually, which is interesting that AKC does it like that. They must have some strategy, but a lot of people will sit. They'll get out of novice fairly, fairly quickly. You know, even if they've got a dog that's engaged and focused, they'll, you can generally, and has all the skills of weave pulls. Um, they'll generally get out of novice in a fairly short amount of time. Whereas people can sit in open for a long time because mm. the the leap is so strong or so so much bigger so much uh more it's just a bigger jump from novice to open than open yeah it's less attainable and but um, okay so i also think i don't know but does that come down to memorization or does that come down to skill set or well that's just it but i remember um when dot was young um and i remember getting out of novice and going into open and i'm like this is a lot harder than i remember it being well so in in when judges are designing courses they're required to put in so many side changes and in novice they're not allowed to do certain traps so like i if i remember correctly you're not allowed to have a tunnel come off of a contact obstacle so there's no direct line right into a a tunnel from a contact obstacle um, because that is quite a trap for most dogs and but you'll immediately see that in the open class and so the traps get harder and the the side changes become more frequent but again what does that have to do with memorization (laughs) Well, I have a theory uh, that I have just come up with now as you were talking, and it is there are two types of memorization and agility, in my opinion, and you either memorize numbers or you memorize the obstacle. So you either memorize like I'll I'll try to explain it um, in a little bit of an easier way. So you either remember the number that correlates to the obstacle or you just remember the obstacle. So like if you think blue tunnel you just think of that like within the course or you think blue tunnel 12, right? And it's difficult to talk about memorization because I can't get into other people's heads. I can only go on my experience and the experience that I 
absorb from my students, which still, again, I'm not in their heads. Um, and so some, mo most of my students, I believe, most of my students memorize a path. Um, so they, they memorize, they don't count numbers. I think kids. I count numbers. I think I more know. kids count numbers. Mm -hmm. But that's only if they can count numbers. I think yeah. you know, they're in the counting numbers <laughs> yeah. of schooling. They count numbers a lot. Right. Yeah. I think it's easier for um, experienced agility people. So like agility adults and by agility adults, I mean like people that have been doing it for a long time. You kind of know when you've memorized everything. So if you're walking a course and you're you know let's say you've walked it like twice right you've you kind of figure out at what point you're like yeah okay I could do this now right and I think that it's hard for new people to come in one because it's scary right you have to I mean agility is horrible horrible sport for for pressure right because you have seven minutes to memorize 20 obstacles which are in a random order and you have to memorize it quickly and you have to memorize it correctly and so with with your competition walking right beside you yeah exactly and like people are talking to you you know and you're like oh man you know what my dog is on poop today you know and so uh, it's so hard and so I think that's what a lot of new people struggle with is they don't know when they memorized it they're like are they because you know you want to get it in your head so much and so you just you know you waste time worrying about it which is fine which is okay but Wait. Which I think you know, I walk a course. I'd say my I'd say my average is about three or four course walks. I'm like, yeah, okay, I can leave now. I'll see you guys later. I'm gonna go walk my dog. Well, if you have seven, seven to eight minutes, it roughly takes you what 40 seconds, 50 seconds to walk the course. So yeah, you're talking roughly yeah. walking it at a maximum if you're not strategizing, if you're not thinking too much, the maximum times that you can walk the course is probably nine times. Yeah, maybe yeah that's if you're really speed on, walking yeah yeah you're and you're not rethinking your front cross blind cross rear cross uh so yeah roughly so if you can memorize within four or five then you're probably gonna do pretty dang well but again i think that people put the cart before the horse when they're learning the course and i think that they do the strategy of getting around the course front cross, blind cross, rear cross, when to put it, where to put it, rather than memorizing where they're going. And here's the thing, anytime that you come to a side change, you have three options. You have a front cross, a rear cross, or a blind cross to make it efficient, you know, rather than always running your dog on the right side or always running your dog on the left side, regardless of the direction of the course. So let's say that you know, your course is going to change twice. You have two side changes that are going in there and you have three choices of that side change. So getting from one side to the other. And sometimes they're easy side changes. Like at a table, the dog has stopped doing any one of those three side changes is not going to be difficult. Well, the rear cross may be difficult coming off of a table, but doing a side change off the table is relatively easy. And so putting all of your energy into thinking about the strategy for 
an easy side change or a relatively simple side change and losing the course on memorization, it's backwards. You need to memorize and not worry so much about your strategy. And here's the other thing. And it's hard. Oh yeah. Continue. Sorry. One more, one more little caveat on that is if you train in your practice, if you train all of your side changes in practice, if you train for all three, so you have one exercise and you do all three side changes within that exercise, you are setting yourself up for success on the competition course because regardless if you strategize to put in a front cross, if you find yourself in rear cross territory where you didn't do the front cross and now your dog's getting in front of you, you are left with only the rear cross as an option. So if you've already trained the rear cross and you can do multiple side changes with multiple uh, um, strategy, am I explaining this well? So I was wondering, I guess strategy and memorization are kind of the same thing. I was wondering where you're going with the strategy thing. Well, it is. So strategy is figuring out which handling move to put where. Well, and, I know that, but okay. for yeah, everybody and else, then, <laughs> and then, everybody but, else watching, listening. Right. But then memorization is following the, the course path that you set out. Well, my point right. is that if you set out to put in a front cross and you fail to do it, so you failed the timeliness of putting in the front cross and now you're behind. Now you are left with putting in a rear cross. My point is, is if you practice one side change in practice, you, you have one course. What, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm looking for um, you're doing. So, uh, yeah. Are you thinking so if you have. um like a like okay so you know front cross rear cross blind cross right you don't have to spend time thinking about those while you're strategizing for the actual run right so that, that's a you're saving time there but b when you finally do have to go to the last resort um rear cross let's say for an example just because it's the most common one you can continue on that train of thought and fix yourself Yes. Right. So like, let's say you get into a tunnel, right? You're like, oh man, I had to do a rear cross there. What do I do next? It's still in your head. Okay. Well, next is front cross, right? You still have the rest of your plan in your head and it doesn't fall apart. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. So you're, you planned on doing a front cross between a jump and a tunnel combo to then go on to the dog walk and you fail to do the front cross. So you're left with a rear cross on the tunnel you perform the rear cross, you still know where you're going after that. Even though your strategy didn't go as planned, you still know what's coming next because the thought process of messing up didn't mess with your head to make you lose the course. Right. Um, and so, I think I have something I wanted to say about walking the course and memorizing the course. Um, there are quite a few people um that I think are, um, they always tell me, they're like, I'm always so late. I'm so late on my, on my courses when I run my dog. And it's like, well, you walked it late. Right. So when you memorize these, these, what are they called? Crosses, whatever they are. Um, you have to a know what each cross means, which is hard to do on its own. But when you put them into motion in the, um, walkthrough, you have to memorize it correctly. 
So you have to memorize the timing, not the, not it's really the cross, but you have to memorize, okay, I'm doing it here in re relation to the dog walk rather than I'm doing it, you know, 20 feet out than I, than I needed to. Um, yeah. And you have to visualize so where your the, dog your location. is. Yeah, yeah, you have, you have to, to visualize it correctly and you have to memorize it correctly and you have to memorize how your dog runs in order to do it correctly and how to plan for it correctly. Oh, what a scary game. Well, yes and no, but I think you're I think you're right. I think that per perhaps on the base level of walking a course, people aren't walking the course effectively for their dog's best ability. Right. right. They're thinking more about themselves and the the cross itself. Which is okay, you know, if you have like a border collie and you're like, yeah, I really want to keep my knees when I come out of this tunnel, you know, and you're like, well, if I, if I you know, blind it, because you have to know, right, you have to know how fast you are. Because if you say, yes, I, I can make this blind in front of this tunnel, but you can't, it's like, well, now you've just ruined your course. So you have to memorize your own skills <laughs> and your own abilities as well oh you definitely have to know your dog's strengths and weaknesses and what you can and cannot pull off but i also think that people don't stretch themselves sometimes in practice because they're afraid mm -hmm. of trying for that blind cross or trying for the front cross so they live with rear crosses when in fact they could have had a cup of coffee waiting for their dog to come out of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. And in that time of having a cup of coffee, they could also have performed a front or a blind. I think that rear crosses are the hardest cross. Oh, I they do. absolutely uh, are. Rear crosses. Uh, yeah. So far. I think I think they get this weird rep reputation of being easy, right? Or because necessary. It's a lot of Yeah. Like yeah. I can't beat my dog. Because uh, I, I am not particularly I'm not a rear cross kid. I used to be when I was like five um, and I didn't, I literally didn't even know how to do a front cross. But um, since then I, I have not particularly been fond of them for myself. I love when other people do them. Um, so my point with that being is that, you know, if you're struggling with your memorization, think that maybe the cross that, that you can't pull off might be because it's too hard. Um, and if the, that cross is the rear cross, thankful maybe it's a little bit hard it is a little bit maybe hard it's not. the rear cross is definitely the one turning side change that requires both dog skill and handler skill so the dog absolutely has to know their job and the handler has to give that information timely in order for it to be effective Again, how how did we did we drift off of course memorization? I know this was supposed to be here. I'll I'll bring you back to memorization. Um, if you're thinking right now, what are they talking about? The front cross is the cross where you cross in front of your dog and you face them. You look in their little eyeballs and you cross in front of their path and you essentially have have um done kind of like a half turn and face them. Um, the blind cross, uh, which is quite new kind of to the no, agility it's world not. It's be 15 what? yes no i remember 15 years ago absolutely you're wrong no Emma, um, oh my goodness i'm completely better start that over name. again because um gonna barbara barbara with um uh she has shelfies it's, it's not she started new. The blind cross it, craze okay it's the the blind cross is not new at all but back in the early 90s it was 
frowned upon because you lost eye okay. contact with your dog. It's not not that it wasn't yes. used. So was that's how on. you can remember the blind cross is our little debate here is where you cross in front of your dog and you don't look at them. Your back is to them and you end up, you know, right to left, left to right. But again, what and, is and then the rear cross is it's memorization. People don't know what the crosses are. The amount of times I've heard back cross Yes, which also works. You can call it. Actually, that like, I read that in a book. I, I, I read that. Um, in a book, and then the rear cross. Hold on. I did. I read that in the back in a book. So that is what? a term. Oh, yes. and I've been making fun of people for it. I lied. Okay, so it's not, like, a north, back it's not cross, a Pacific. It's not a Pacific Northwest term. All right. So again, though, what does this have to do with memorization? Oh, okay. If I think that games will help a little bit like um oh my goodness those like memorization games where it's like memorize the numbers one two five six and it's like a random number that helps i think so because like it's the same concept in it yeah well kind of or, or um but like game. those like baby games that you see you know because it's it's hard to memorize things in a quick succession and memorize them correctly or memorization under stress yes yes how do you do that okay so here are a couple of things that i do do for memorization um, one i am a huge game uh, uh word game person i do enjoy those kind of things so maybe that does help me um i i also visually see the line of the course so and mostly actually mostly from the dog's line so I visually see where my I want my dog to go and the path that they want to take. So that helps me. Um, as soon as I've I think I, that I have my strategy down, I go to the side of the ring and I run it through my head again. And if at any point I lose my way, then I go back and look at that little section of the course, make sure that I've got my way that way. Um, and then I'll walk it again to make sure that the correct avenue is in my head and make sure that you walk the right course. So there's once where <laughs> yeah. there was once where I walked a course and I failed to put in like the number nine obstacle. And as I'm outside waiting for my turn, I watch the dog in front of me. I'm like, huh, is that jump? part of the course that they just took <laughs> and so I ran to the course map which were on the wall and sure enough I had walked it incorrectly and so I very quickly <laughs> threw into my brain you know don't forget that jump don't forget that jump well two I dogs later once two day two day two dogs later I was in the ring and I forgot the jump so <laughs> even though I told myself right two two dogs prior don't forget that jump I walked it one way and I ran it that exact way so memorizations well here's my flex on you is that i did that at the Anne lent seminar in luxembourg um there was a backside right before i teeter that i did not remember or i didn't walk and i ran it and i was like oh yes backside before the teeter because i was so scared of being embarrassed in front of Anne lentz who was literally like the number one large dog competitor in the world that I was like, I can't forget this. Otherwise, she's going to like be like these silly little Americans. So fear made me remember. <laughs> well, that's a powerful scared. component, fear. Yeah. You used it to your benefit. Most people exactly. fear cripples them. 
<laughs> yeah. So exactly. maybe maybe our our memorization strategy for, should be how to eliminate fear or uh, <laughs> yeah. worry in your body before you walk the course or even before you run the course. Yeah. But I think there is something you said about walking it correctly, which is kind of something that you take for granted as you, you know, get into the into the agility world. But it is kind of hard to to think about. Um, it's hard to for a person, you know, who has spent, say, 20 years of their life never even knowing that agility exists. And then all of a sudden they get into it and, you know, they're you're being asked to memorize 30 or goodness, not 30, 20 obstacles. Um, so I'll give you a car anecdote. My friends go to a car track day and I remember they um the course they it's on a raceway and it's different each time it's kind of like an agility course but for cars and I remember they had like a whole briefing and like a whole like hour-long like discussion about it and I was like you get an hour to memorize a 30 second like track course oh my gosh you know agility it's seven minutes so it's very very hard to memorize that our courses so quickly and so if you feel like you're struggling i know that this is really really um common but but as common advice i mean like practice that is really all you can do is just practice do you know memorize five obstacles and memorize 10 then memorize 15 and then you've got 20. that's all you have to do right as soon as you walk off that course as soon as you finish you don't ever have to think about it again so all you need is short-term memory right I don't remember, literally, I've done, you know, probably thousands of courses at this point. I remember maybe four, and they're all the big ones from Europe. So, and those are ones that, like, I either messed up on or did really well on. So, you don't remember them, and that's okay in the long run. That's true, and the ability to forget a run that you just ran. I know, I think we talked about this before, is the ability to forget that that run that you just ran so that you can then put in another course into your brain is is important i you know what you know you know what especially if you're running like a conflict so i was just i was thinking about how chaotic a walkthrough can feel to new people because there are so many people with you so i mean i think the minimum number of people i've had walking a class with me is 15 maybe you know except in practice then it's four or five people with you um, but that chaos of of bumping into people and that chaos of people standing where you want to put your front cross in so you can't effectively put the front cross where you actually want it. You have to put it near where you want it and the, figure out how to navigate the chaos of other people while walking the course is a strategy all on its own, is, is a learning curve all on its own. And I think about there used to be that uh, people are playing basketball and then a polar bear walked right through the middle of the 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 arena oh, it was a commercial wasn't and, it or something or like yeah, one of those like no it was like it's a, yeah it's a mind it's things. a mind game like did you see the polar bear walk through or you're supposed to like count the yeah, number I of what times was, no, i know what you're talking about now yeah you're supposed to count the number of times that the basketball is passed from one person to another and then in the middle of yeah counting the the basketball passes a polar bear a person in a polar bear suit goes walking right through the basketball people that's right and the question was is did you see the polar bear how many basketball passes were there and did you see the polar bear walk right through the course and then they show you and you're like oh my gosh i never even saw him because you're so concentrated on 
the basketball throws. Yeah. And I think that's what you need to do in course memorization is be able to filter out the polar bear and just right. put your horse blinders on. Yeah. Put your horse blinders on and just concentrate on your course for your dog and knock out all the noise. And if you physically need to put earphones on, put earphones on, say hello to all of your friends outside of the ring so that you don't have to talk to them inside the ring. Um, put your head down and and avert your eye contact from people if you don't want to say hello to them. And just everybody chill out about if I ignore you, it doesn't mean that I don't like you. It just means that I'm in my own world and I need my own time to memorize my own course so that I can run my best game with my dog. And yeah, that's it's not a personal thing at all. It's not a personal thing at all. So I really hope that people take agility for what it is. And it's a it's a competitive sport with your own dog. And, you know, try, sometimes people really struggle with that course memorization. So, you know, don't don't worry if they're not looking at you. It's not personal. Yeah, I have found that um, there's a few like Facebook threads that are going around, you know, when people repost it, it's about like agility or whatever. And at the top, I think it said something like agility is a team sport, um, which is true in the sense of you, it's, it's you and your dog, right? But it's really not, in my opinion, it is not a team sport. It is a very selfish sport. Um, maybe that's why we all love it so much. Um, no, I'm kidding. But it's, it's really, you know, there's no, there's no I in team, which is true. There's, but there's, you know, you have to be able to say, yeah, this is for me and this is what I'm doing. Um, yada, 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 because, um, but okay. On the other hand though, if talking to people, if you and your friends, you know, like to talk to each other and it helps you memorize, if talking about the course to people helps you memorize it on the other hand, do that. Right. Um, so but yeah, you all have to be in the same you, boat. So you can have, um, you friends. know, I think last time we said memorizing in chunks versus memorizing the whole course. You have to have friends that are in the same boat as you, though, that want to talk on course. Because you can have your friends that love talking to you on the sidelines, but once they're on the course, they need that time to concentrate and to help themselves. Whereas you may need to strategize with your friends, but you have to both be in the same boat together, right? So you can... You have to find your friends that like to talk on course and then those that need their own space. Right. And they can be in two mm. different camps. Yeah. And you can't, you can't be selfish. And yes, yeah. I need, I need to talk to my friends on course and bug friends on course that don't want to be bugged. Yeah. And you have to be aware and read the body language because sometimes they won't. Tell you. <laughs> right. Um, I would like the record to show. I'm okay with being bugged on course. That's how confident I am in my memorization <laughs> techniques. Stay humble. Um, stay humble. And this is another thing I I know, right? Hashtag stay humble. Um, I'll say that. And then, you know, the next course that you go to. But it's okay to say hi to me uh, if you would like to. I also think that especially in other sports, um, the only one that I can really think of off the top of my head right now is horse um horse sports equestrian sports <laughs> um well they always say don't let your horse know that you're nervous and that's kind of the same with agility however 
I have said this for years, allow yourself to be nervous because it will make you think harder and then you will memorize everything. Um, if you keep telling yourself, I'm not nervous, it's all good. A, you're lying to yourself. Your brain knows that you're nervous. And B, I was like, I was so nervous doing my EOJ things. I genuinely felt like I was going to throw up like two minutes before, you know, I was walking the course and whatnot. I was so nervous, but it helped me memorize it because I was so intent on focusing on these courses that I had to get right that I was like yes I need I need the nervousness um now obviously there's a balance between that if you're getting so nervous every time that you run that you feel like you can't function you know maybe try something else you know maybe we could do an episode on that on not being nervous because it is a balancing act but um what was it i think somebody once said if you're if you're not nervous then you're not doing it right or something like that or, or um, you don't care enough yeah, yeah something like that yeah so yeah so, nerves nerves means that you care and be, caring is a good thing you just can't yeah and it means you much, will memorize the right? course if you're so worried about getting it right you will probably get it right yeah but you can't care that much so let's say that you you really do care, i care that really much <laughs> yeah but you then have to like let it go like you messed right. up. Okay. Yes. Okay. You met, you did it. You tried, you messed up. You, you didn't memorize it or you didn't pull off the crosses that you want or your, your dog went awry. Whoever's reason it is dog's reason, your reason it's over. Let it go. Don't obsess on it. Take some, take some, some notes on where the holes are in your training to take back with you and work on those. But don't, get bent out of shape where it's the end all and be all of your agility career because it's not and and agility is a long game it is it takes people months if not years to get to a point where it is seriously cohesive so and it out. always changes yeah. And so, so constantly changing sport. Okay. So memorization, going back to course memorization is also about your memorizing your front cross moves. So you no longer have to think about it, memorizing all of your crosses so that they come second nature to you. And how do you do that? Time in the saddle, doing it over and over and over and over again, doing it without your dog, doing it in slow motion, doing it on every every time that you have a side change go out of your comfort zone and try something that you normally wouldn't try and then go back and try the one that you did want to try right like every time you can do a side change can you do it three ways can you do it with the front cross can you do it with the blind cross can you do it with the rear cross because most side changes you can do all three ways every single time now that doesn't mean that they're all great for whatever specific sequence you're doing, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be able to pull it off for the most part. That's not across the board, but for the most part, every side change, while there's pros and cons to doing one over the other, and there's location that is more beneficial to the move than the other, if if you think about it, you can do all three side changes for every single uh, uh, change of, of direction on the course. Right. And it kind of has to be a, um, 
uh, reaction thing, doesn't it? Where you have to have, uh, especially if something is going wrong, you have to have that reaction that is so ingrained in you that you don't even think about it, right? And so at that point, it's not even memorization. It's just second nature, right? It's just in you at that point. Right. It's of the stage of, what is it, four four learning stages? The first one, you That's don't, right, yeah. Yeah, you don't know what you're doing. I think this is right. Four stages. You don't know what you're doing, and you don't know if you're doing it right or wrong. Second stage is you kind of know what you're doing, but you don't really know how to fix it. Um, third stage is you know what you did wrong, and you know how to fix it. Uh, fourth stage is you don't have to think about it anymore. Something like that. Yeah, I always heard it as um the as like an embarrassment factor. It's like first one, you don't know what you're doing, therefore you don't know what you're doing wrong. So therefore you're quite confident about it. Two, um, you know what you're doing wrong, so you're self-conscious about it. And that's where like most people will quit. Um, and then I forget the third and fourth. Well, the fourth one was that you know you're doing it right because you can execute it right every time. I was gonna talk about like memorized backsides or like memorizing um weave pulls i think so memorizing when you see your dog go into the weave pulls memorizing just like how they have to do memorizing oh is that correct right yeah um so that's hard and it's just kind of you can kind of see it memorizing. right after a while you can figure out oh that weave pull entrance was wrong right it's if they go like yeah. you know the, in the left side on a straight and you can't really see so you will figure that out eventually um, and then memorizing commitment. Also, on, on another hand, like backsides. This is uh, part two of this original podcast memorization. Emma and I were, uh, we had some Wi-Fi troubles and we got disconnected and we had to end the podcast early without wrapping it up. And so we have come back together. Hi, Emma. Hi. And we've come back together and we're finishing the end of this podcast so it may seem a little disjointed and uh, apologies for that, but we just wanted to wrap it up on memorization and say goodbye. Yeah. So did you have any final thoughts that you wanted to give about memorization or? Um, I, we just, we've just listened to ourselves like the last two minutes of the podcast, trying to figure out what we were talking about. And at the very, very end, I say very quickly, hey, go get them listeners. Let us know if you would like us to do live agility coverage. Uh, so, for example, you know, for four-legged flicks, they will cover most really big agility uh, events like EO or WAO. And we will watch those live. You know, copyright might be a thing here, so we might not actually be able to do it. Well, we uh, can't. But we'll watch them live and then, like, talk about them as we're watching on, like, a Facebook stream or something. I don't really know. I don't know how that stuff works. Yeah, but we could we could talk we could talk about it certainly, but we just can't broadcast the video of what we're actually watching, right? Because that is owned by Four Legged Flicks, right? But so we, so they would have to have video of we can tell the person that's running, and we can right. give our opinion on it. I'm just not sure it's something that I want. I don't know if it's yeah. I would like to do it. I mean, but we do it I all the time together. My agility, I don't know. Like if I were running during four legged, like on four legged flicks, I wouldn't want two random Washingtonians to be commenting on my run. So I'm exactly. not sure. 
Um, but we'd be nice about it. You know, I wouldn't be like, wow, would we? gosh, you know, yes. no, we'd be nice. Um, we'd be really nice. <laughs> um, everybody who's at those events deserves to be there. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd want to do it live, but I would certainly okay. love to take a few competitors and right and and talk about them and maybe talk about why we think that they chose the routes that they chose um and you know maybe anyway that's a thought so let us know if if that would be something you would be interested in we could also we could also just play back your runs and critique those runs now that would be <laughs> I love critiquing people's runs no your runs or my, my run, run. Or yeah. my runs. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. I thought we were having go get them people send in their runs. And I'm like, well, you should have done a blind cross there. And then you guys get to like cry yourselves to sleep or something. Oh, you mean. Oh, dear. If I'm the one on the chopping block, I don't know. All of a sudden, I'm not so macho anymore. Okay, wait, wait. You want to critique my students? <laughs> you know, when people like send you runs and they're like, how'd you do? I love it when people do that. I love when people send me runs. Uh, well, yeah, and I don't <laughs> mind. I don't <laughs> mind. We don't have to do it in front of everybody else. You know, that's what my university professor does. He's like, he's like, okay, everybody, send in your writing. And then he like puts it up on the board and we're like, wait, 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 wait. We didn't know this was going to be in front of the class. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you, we definitely have to get public. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, if you just like send us, a, send us a course, you don't have to, you know, say, wait, please don't talk about this on the podcast. We won't. We but won't. then that would be, that would be, more of a video than it would be a podcast <laughs> yeah yeah um, no I definitely give some video yeah, but I'd be okay with my own runs as well um, yeah, especially that... like NQs and you can say you know hey where did you go wrong here yeah By I you I mean me I totally do that I've already you. done that with some of my runs on video uh, wow not, it's just Rude. it takes a long time so I don't do a whole lot of them it's like oh must I but oh. yeah no I have plenty of footage if you want some NQ runs <laughs> I don't know if that's if we're supposed to be broadcasting that on a training podcast. Who wants to see my NQs? Well, but um, there's a lot to be learned from an NQ. Oh, absolutely. And just an FYI, an NQ stands for, I don't know, does it stand for not qualified or not? Non-qualifying run, Non-qualifying. That's not for AKC. I don't know if they, do they call it anything different in other Well, sometimes they call it clear, clear and. That's right, clear round. Eliminated. Yeah, they'll say um, E if you're in UKI. You want eliminated. A you want a Q. You don't want an NQ. How's that? Mm -hmm. All right. So did we finish up this podcast? I sure hope so. Well, we were talking about, I don't think you quite kind of skirted into uh, memorizing what like weave pull entries look like. And, and that is important. You know, you have to know that the performance that your dog is doing is correct, you know, in in order to help them, I guess. Um, so did we finish this podcast? It might feel a little disjointed, yeah. and we apologize for that if if it feels disjointed. Um, but like we said, we lost Wi-Fi and then we lost connection. Emma was freezing up, getting yeah, mad at me I that I wasn't freezing. I was like, I wasn't <laughs> yeah, I was like, why are you talking to me? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So we'll say goodbye. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm eating an ice cube. Yes. Oh, good. That's perfect yeah. for a podcast. Good. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> well done, Emma. All right. Yeah, horrible all right. habit. All okay. Right, bye. Love you guys. Thank, thank you for listening. Uh, please like and subscribe. 
and uh, happy training. Woof, woof.